0: And you are
1: listening to Lean In. In our little corner of the interweb, we talk everything related to life, be it relationships, mental health, careers, and spirituality. So grab a cup of something, settle in, and get ready as we lean in.
0: Um, hello, 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 guys. Um, so unfortunately, today, you just have me, Filiwe, at last, without usiposilhe. However, we have an exciting guest today, who's the friend of the podcast, Sporazi And I'm not going to introduce her. She'll introduce herself. So welcome,
1: friend. Hello, people of Lean In. Um, I'm Sporazi I have multiple other identities, um, but I think I'm I'm here as Porazitao in that capacity. Um yeah, I'm a researcher, healer, African feminist, um all around African, existing in a model modern world. Um, yeah, that's that's how I define, I'd introduce myself um all
0: right so since you already mentioned the african part and mentioned the feminism and it's women's month so i'm guessing (laughs) we'll just get into the women's business right um so what does it mean to you to be a woman in in south africa now in the 21st
1: century yeah um Well, the first thing is that I haven't existed in other centuries before in this form. (laughs) At least not in this form. Um, What does it mean to be a woman in the 21st century in South Africa? I I think it's complex. I think it's complicated. um, In the sense that South Africa as opposed to the broader continent is one of the most At least constitutionally free countries to exist in as a woman um one two south africa um, in terms of also the broader context is one of the countries that takes um women's scholarship seriously um but three south africa in comparison to the rest of the continent is leading in terms of gbv and femicide um so it's it's really just a contradictory experience um to live in south africa at this time and to try and define your womanhood based on the current society and also knowing the potential of what our society can become like in healthy ways and also understanding the history that makes our society um carry such ills you know um yeah so i think i look it's a contradictory complex experience um yeah it's it's just paradoxical to be to be a woman in in south africa yeah
0: i think with you mentioning um gbv and femicide and you having mentioned that you're an african feminist i think the first thing that i'd like you to do is to explain to our our listeners what the difference is in terms of like other like feminists and African feminism maybe western feminism and what the difference is um and what makes you define yourself as an African feminist and after that then a follow-up question would then lead to getting into the politics of being an African feminist in South Africa yeah
1: yeah so Look, being an African feminist is fundamentally different than being a feminist in Africa. um, Or a feminist from Africa. Um, You can be a feminist anywhere in the world. You can be a feminist in China, China. you can be a feminist in Spain. but African feminism or identifying, identifying as an African feminist rather is about locating yourself within the identity of being um, Umtu who's African um, and, so, and so it means that um, your feminist work in a practical way your activism work your scholarship is informed by the way in which you position yourself and the positioning is that um, you're African what make yeah yeah what makes this different from western feminism and there are other strands of feminism is that the the first thing I want to maybe make everyone understand is that feminism is an ideology it's an idea and it's an ideology so So what it does is that, um, what that means is that um, it can be used to mobilize people towards political action, uh, towards societal change. That's what ideologies sort of do. But ideologies are fundamentally different depending on the context. So, for example, a socialist in China is different from a socialist in Rwanda uh because the lived experiences that inform um how you become a socialist um are different so feminism is different all across because the context that inform um bodies and women in particular to for political change is different because the political contexts are different but I can be a feminist located in Africa and a feminist located in, 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 uh, in, Spain, oh, no, I keep on saying Spain in the UK or wherever in Europe. And, um, we could have the same political positioning of, of feminism. Um, and that could be Western feminism. It could be a feminism that, and, and so what, what is Western feminism, for example, uh, for those who study the literature, uh, they'll call it first wave, secondary feminism that comes from European American uh, traditions um, where the thing they were where women were contesting the right to vote the right to work um, the right to have sexual orientation as a right or expression of sexual orientation uh, the right to wear what they want to wear so burn the bra became, you know, such a, a big thing with white women and their feminism. And what that basically tells you is that activism for women from Europe and, and America uh, is informed by patriarchy. It means that if the first line of feminism that comes from the Western world is to fight patriarchy, it means that the, the, the societies were societies that, uh, well, I mean, I think I can say that there were societies that were founded on oppressing women, amongst other things. African feminism doesn't root itself in that. uh, Because African feminism, uh, or African societies are not founded on sexism. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are founded on different things and different forms of conflict. But at the top of the conflict is not sexism. And so when African women move towards feminist uh, 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 politics, it's not only to fight men and patriarchy, it's sometimes to fight white women who have made decisions about African women's lives and decided that they are lesser than. It's also to fight imperialism and capitalism Um, and what that has done in terms of militarizing states, creating conflict in the DRC or various other um, war-torn African countries, which means that women also suffer because of that. So African women's move to feminism is not only to fight African men, in fact, that's not even the first entry for most, but it is for Western feminism. Um, yeah. So it says a lot about about uh, West, about context. Um, and I mean, of course, there are some who've taken the position to say, well, patriarchy came on the ship, <laughs> it came on a ship too. Um, but which I think patriarchy in the ways we understand it now, and its linkages to capitalism, definitely came on a ship uh because when you when you read the, the literature on first wave and second feminine second wave feminism is that women were not allowed to make their own money they were um even the idea of walking down the aisle the father walks you down the aisle to hand you over to your husband from the father's property to the property of the husband so so western cosmology western philosophy western being was inherently founded on oppressing women Um, and that that that's not the case with Africa that's not generally how like Africans are not just like we are sexist that's that's not what was happening so so it's important to understand that um and why I identify as an African feminist is that I I am conscious of the things that make Africa what it is today and the things that made Africa what it was before or at least i'm conscious that we must explore the things that made Africa what it was before and how do we understand what Africa is today where we can shift it to the future without being influenced by other people's perceptions of what Africa is by people whose entire existence um was extracting and taking and oppressing Africa. So I don't identify just as a feminist because that means that I I must then say, I am the same uh, as a woman in America who who believes that men are these oppressive beings. Um, No, but I'm very much aware uh, that I live in a a country with a high femicide rate. Um, And so, yes there's fear for men but i'm conscious what that means um in its intricate levels um yeah and i'm hopeful um i'm very very hopeful as an african feminist that that there must that every opportunity that there is for us to reconcile as different genders on the continent we must take it and that sometimes means we must critique um i've been criticized a lot for being very critical of black men and i'm like of course i'm critical of black men i don't care what other men of other races and cultures do i'm interested in black men those are the people i live with in society and those, are the people you love. those are the people i love those are the people i will raise i might carry them in my womb like i'm invested in black men um and and those are the people i'm willing to be critical of from love you know so yeah yeah that's a very long-winded <laughs> definition but sure
0: i yeah. think i think with you mentioning that you love black men and you like you critique them it's not out of hate yeah it's out of love right and then i'm gonna bring it back to our context here in south africa and like, like twitter and stuff like yeah. that right um people have an idea that being a feminist is to actually hate men like you are anti-men and with the cancel culture with with everything that's going on with the feminists on social media as well Mm. um Mm. with the men are trash hashtag men are trash yeah and i think i've been (laughs) one of the people that used to say men are trash a lot um and i also identified as as a feminist but i realized that i had it wrong yeah so and with you explaining i'm realizing that I was holding it on the other side which Mm -hmm. is the western uh, feminism and when I hear you explain and say where where you come from with this and why you identify as an African feminist then it makes me understand because I know you yeah and I know that you don't hate men in any manner so I'd like you to tell me what your thoughts are in what we currently are now in South Africa with people thinking actually that um, if you identify as a feminist then you hate men because I feel like there is a Miseducation or misinformation that's being sent out by women that identify as as feminists Mm
1: -hmm. um yeah look i think first of all hashtag men are trash is an important movement hashtag patriarchy must fall is important movement um uh, any hashtags against rape cultures, uh, the RU reference list is important, um, hashtag MeToo are important movements. Um, and I think that the shift to digitalization is so powerful. Um, but every other shift or a, a model that you use as protest um, has its uh, potential, pros and cons. Uh, it has its potential to harm. Even just generic uh, uh, generic traditional um, protest uh, where you are picket-fencing in the streets is that you could get shot by a rubber bullet or a soldier. <laughs> so on social media, you could get cyber-bullied, you could get hacked, etc., etc. You could get cancelled. Um, and so here's what I think about the the feminist discourse in South Africa right now. I think that I'm i grow i am you know as 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 someone who studies theoretically what feminism does um i'm not an activist actually I'm, i'm more of a of a scholar or at least in in the future like my my work is grounding myself as a scholar and there are different kinds of us some people are more activists some people are more scholarship and stuff like that because both are very important uh both are very important i don't think and, and I mean, I think activism is one of the most unrespected projects and jobs people do to put your life on the line like that, um, you know. So I, I have great respects for ac- for activists generally. So, so I also subscribe to hashtag Man Are Trash. Um, and, I, and I recall the time it was emerging in South Africa, it was emerging... Because I think that year, it could have been 2017, 2018. Uh, Mostly Facebook at that time and Twitter much later. And it really was about the high femicide rate that was growing and growing and growing. At almost every two weeks, there was a missing girl. There was an abducted person. There was a raped child. It was that bad. And I think what what was so valuable about the movement that i think people didn't hear um and i used to fight with people on facebook all the time i'm the one who writes essays in the in the comment section i left the the social media as a result because no one was writing the essays i was alone and people were just saying k it was just putting a k afterwards i was like no i can't waste my time here so i was like let me just write (laughs) someone will read it (laughs) um what 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 i think was so missing from that conversation is how women were saying of course men are trash when men know men who violate abuse rape and they keep quiet and they protect and they still hang out with them and we hear rapey conversations in court with themselves of course you are part of the problem of course and then how must we trust you um how must we trust you when you can't co- self-correct that is what um um was part of the thinking around it of course different uh, you know different people are doing it differently etc cetera, etc cetera. um i think those are absolutely important movements um and i think what feminism has done for south african women um is give them um Platform? platforms yeah. it's also it's also given them the ability to be brave to know that different articulations of feminine of femininity and womanhood you know um in south africa and we see this in music one of the artists i really really enjoy and love studying her work we so yeah. like at the level of body politics but a level of speech at a level of dress i babes would do more when she was emerging as well moon child uh, um and then in the same line of people msaki like, yeah. i think that that is important that diversity is important there's a such a value in having diversity it cannot be that we must sit with this one monolithic view yeah. of of what womanhood is uh because me there in my household uh, me and my partner agreed that you know spazi this is how we play around what's what's good for us mm. now I must take my own politics in my household and force them on somebody else next door why <laughs> you know why um and I know that some of it is to say uh we want to create a, a specific kind of identity of respect or whatever um and I'm saying that that that's fine yeah. but um it cannot be that that we must police people you know but i mean look i don't want to talk i don't my, my i'm not really someone that speaks on people's dress and everything but but i think that there's that there's a value in that what i know happens sometimes is that it's like it this happens with every movement this happened with happens with every idea they are going to come people who are going to hijack the thing yeah. Part of what's happened, um, I've spoken a little bit about it. Uh, a friend of mine was sharing a story um, of someone she was hearing, and 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 part of what uh, 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 troubles me, uh, in, as someone who studies uh, women and how women articulate their womanhood, is is the thing that that's so difficult for me, is the economic state of women, and that women mostly heterosexual women uh the reliance but actually this also happens in 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 same-sex relationships the reliance on one partner uh uh uh, and in heterosexual relationships the male partner to take care of them um and when your economic independence is linked to somebody when when somebody knows they can take and uh, and give you power that's a very dangerous position to be in. in and it's yeah, as a woman. And you know, it's 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 for economic reasons. It's why people will say, no shalano because undipimali, mali. <laughs> panda is also a serious strategy, you know. Okay. Um and and there are two types of, of situations. There's a situation where you can't work because you're not getting jobs. Or you get jobs where you do, for example, you know, I'm thinking of just like uh, jobs that women can get into, you get into cleaning or, or doing domestic care and stuff like that. And it, it's precarious. Yeah. Um, you are abused in your workplace by racists. You are abused in your workplace by upper class black people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't afford to get down to go work because the money is not enough. And so you opt to stay at home we are panned I can walk in those different ways okay kule tavern or ah I know so what I'm going to do is um and I know he's maybe lonely so I'm going to sell sex to him you know um there's actually taverns that that have that so sex work is sex work that happens in healthy ways mm. um this thing of prostitution is people just trying chances and just being weird, like just being rapey and taking chances. You know, in I, I'm sure in our communities, you know, we all know one or in a neighboring community, you know, a woman, but I know sometimes we have a pa I la sisi on and it's healthy, it's in healthy ways, it's not problematic. She doesn't necessarily do it in a house. Sometimes she does it in the house, but no one bothers anybody, you know? So panda, that's one element of it. Then there is the exploitation of it of And sometimes it gets physical even for for the masculine or or, or the masculine presenting person in the in the relationship. Emotional as well. Emotion as well. <laughs> I can, I can, I can, must a mission there by spiritual. <laughs> Yo, guys, please. <laughs> so, so the, the crisis for me around feminism in this country um is how um, there's serious policing about dress and, um, you know, body politics are so important for black women because uh, black women even black men uh, were heavily restricted in terms of movement and what you can wear and that colonizers would take things from you and give you clothing um you know the the fact that uh oh mama used to zembe. it's a policing but this is a man who's a professional he's going to work with white people but what is this pointy thing happening by the pants you know so serious policing happened with clothes and so for 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 South African woman to be like I can wear whatever I want to wear I want to do this I am all for that because I know what what's on the other side you know and it's a small things like clothes it's major yeah it's major and i think if we don't
0: question them um then it becomes very problematic Mm. because i know even with myself like i stopped wearing bras because i was like but for what (laughs) because it's Mm. uncomfortable Mm. um so it's important to question these things because it's been done and it's been like that um so i wanted to ask you another question um based on what you just said like i wanted to know how you then express your femininity in terms of like clothing yeah um hey because i know you're one that believes in like freedom of of expression yeah um and w- even with the females that you mentioned they're quite different in their dress code and yeah. their hair and yeah. in how they uh, present themselves so i'd like to know what what informed that and has it always been like that even prior like maybe Spogazi in high school yeah where there changes what influenced the person that you are now
1: yeah, yeah. i i grew up hating skirts and dresses i i had to wear those for church and i just I, I yeah i i hated those i i i love it now i've re- i've rehabilitated myself from that hate <laughs> relationship uh but that's because it was church and church wanted you to wear specific things uh i was raised in the anglican church and then i went to school and i have very uh brittle hair my hair is not thick mm-hmm. so i didn't love my hair um my mother was a teacher and uh she was raised by a domestic worker you know so just just think about my mother training to be a teacher during apartheid and how we think of neatness Neatness, how we yeah you know think of neatness conduct in school and everything um so my hair was always relaxed um i didn't like it i didn't like the the feeling of relaxer And I used so I used to cut my hair. I used to do eskal, and for eskal and cut. And And then I went to for high school. I went to a technical high school, and um, we wore skirts. And I was like, "Ah, I have to do this. And then somebody who was a teacher was like, No, when the girls go up the stairs, the boys can see under. And I'm like, What are they doing under the? Why? hi my face i anyway skirts or banned. i was happy because i didn't like wearing skirts but what i still asked is why are you letting the boys look why why must we fix the boys it's
0: the right
1: you it's well, you know yeah. so so the women must fix themselves and you know also like with with with, with clothing so, that you so don't ask don't for it, it, you don't yeah. get raped, you don't yeah. ask for it, and all of that. So, I used to love wearing pants. Um, and also because I, I, I just like moving around, to be yeah. fair, you know, I still do love wearing pants, but I, I have a much more healthier relationship with my body um, because it's changed. It's mm-hmm. no longer the skinny, uh, athletic looking body anymore, It's co- it's got dimension it's busy it's got life experience it's got curves and corners uh you know um it's got roads uh, traveled um so i i i I love my body it became such a shock to me when i started gaining weight because i was generally a skinny person like skinny traditionally skinny you know um and then i started thinking about different clothes i think i think maybe when i was uh 20 I started thinking of wearing dresses, wearing skirts and stuff like that. Then I went to Pehweni, and most of the time, so it's much more easier to just wear something that looks like a skirt or dress in that context. But I I now have a for me, clothes are things you put on. To express your personality or to suppress it they are not things that, that define so cool. yeah. and i play a lot with styles i like like a, androgynous clothes uh people always thought i was tomboy i don't know what was happening in their lives and i don't know why they associated clothes with sexuality and that is the weirdest thing people do is that they like no that means they're like this and i was like Let's want like uh, why do you know those things, you know? So yeah. So friend, um,
0: with 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 all of this conversation and everything that you've said, um, mm. so I'm gonna come into like you then becoming a head girl. I'm right. correct, right? I've <laughs> been a head
1: <pinnacle> girl twice.
0: <laughs> yes. For the record. <laughs> Let the record go <laughs> So then um i want to know with the developing um being an african feminist if it was there then as as a girl that became a a head girl and so meaning you're a prefect in high school and coming into varsity and then also becoming a part of the
1: src SRC, um
0: that leadership quality Mm. um was there something did it have something to do with you wanting to like um represent women yeah. um wanting to break the um what's this the like what we know in society that men are leaders men yeah. are uh, these are that um all of those ideologies yeah um how the man is the head yeah. and and stuff like that and then now you putting yourself in leadership positions not actually putting yourself being voted for
1: yeah
0: meaning that yeah. people saw something in you that yeah. oh she can be a leader um did the now at that point did you already have an idea that you'd go into african feminism or mm. um or you're just thinking about it or what was going on in yeah. your mind then with 18 year old Spogazi that became a head girl and i think you you probably saw it coming um yeah. because yeah. of your character yeah. and, and, and <laughs>
1: uh there's a funny story about how that came about but i won't share it yeah <laughs> um so the first thing i want to say is that i i've I grew up in a family where women were were women the, and men were men, and this idea hey okay, people are oppressed or uh, women in their domestic don't have voices. I saw that in the outside world, and I was like, What the hell is going on like post eighteen like the shock of my life um and I'm not saying i didn't know Guti. Uh, like, but those are always just so like far away from me you know because I don't have an uncle who had that story I don't have a cousin who got married who has that story I don't abuse is not something that existed in my family at least to my knowledge and then my mother was a teacher so of course i would assume you must be assertive Jay, at a character level to be a teacher my father was a theater practitioner so and he was in ministry so performance and being assertive is a thing that existed in my household and i was a last born so i've got free rein to develop my own character yeah. parents are tired of raising you you just run wild yeah. you know so so i never thought that it was um weird for me to be who i am and at that time i was watching generations you know new horizons was led by garabo was stepping up and then Ezweni Communication you was stepping up i even wanted to be i actually wanted to be uh, i wanted to work at Ezweni communications and i remember in grade four grade grade six before i even knew i'd become head girl i um and what happened in 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 my primary school is that you get chosen by the teachers i didn't even know how it works um in grade six we started an organization called tasa which was teenagers against sexual and social abuse my brother my late brother at that time had been part of an organization called dada Mm -hmm. teenagers against drug abuse um and so we were doing plays like i said my dad was a playwright theater practitioner we did plays and i would write scripts and stuff like that like i would just be like okay we're going to do this at and i would go to old age or children's homes and say hey can we please come do a play about this and this was hiv of course was quite a prominent thing at the time um and drinking and i would just be like okay guys this is what we're going to do um everyone is kind of like leading the thing and I wrote the scripts. No one said no, don't write the scripts. No one, you know, so I took what we call initiative. <laughs> what we call initiative. Um and I think maybe that's what the teachers saw. I don't know. I I I actually think it's a, it's an interesting point of inquiry to say how do you teach because the, the ways in which teachers decide that a child is a good learner, is a what what is modeled against other pedagogies. Yeah. And those are not always uh, correct. correct. Yeah so i became head girl oh in grade six i would interview everybody and i was like oh because <laughs> I, I saw this happening on generations <laughs> and i was just interviewing everybody and just presenting i wanted to be a grap- um advertising agent because that's what they do on generations i thought it's this <laughs> thing where you present and you pitch <laughs> things to people and you convince them then they started a debater club i was like close enough and i yeah. joined debating so i started debating when i was 11 turning 12 yeah um and then i became a head girl and i just started writing my own speeches and stuff like that and then I, when i went to high school they had never been a female head girl at that school so is 2008 they'd never had a female head girl before and then my teacher in primary made this wild joke and said ah you can be the first one and i thought <laughs> not in that bunch of whiteness i've just seen yeah but I was like, you know what, let's see. Um, and then the year after that, we had a first um, Africaner female head girl, but she had two male deputies that had never happened Ooh. before. And I thought, wow, <laughs> there was only one deputy, but in this case, when it, two, I was like, wow. That's you need. Oh. Now that I study African feminism, I'm just like, it's tough there by Western thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough um and then the year after that we had a black african non-south african head girl mm-hmm. then they decided to make a deputy head girl position so the black girl can't be head girl by herself or two male deputies they made a head girl a deputy head girl a head boy and a deputy head boy, head boy yeah. because traditionally it was head boy and two deputies all their lives until 2008 2009 wow. Um, and then the following year, um, another, uh, white girl became head girl as well, and deputy head, then there was a deputy head girl, head boy, deputy head boy, and then I was next. So I saw it in grade 10 and I was like, I, I, I can make it. Mm. Um, in these two years, I'm, I'm quite a good candidate, but my friends were equally good candidates. Um, all of us were prefects as well. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know if all of us were prefects, but, but majority were, all of my friends were, were equally great candidates. Mm Um, I knew, uh, I don't know if I, if I think of it as an upper hand, but I did debating still and public speaking, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and leadership skills is about that more than other things. yeah. Yeah. More than other things um and so maybe that was an added advantage that I had um then SRC I mean I I became house com leadership um then I became part of the SRC I had not intended to be part of the SRC and um I was interestingly part of the SRC that had the first black female president at NMU um and we haven't had one uh, after that (laughs) so many firsts and I'm also part of the center for the first center for women and gender studies yeah um, and so for me, it's a norm, uh, for me to exist in a world where, where people must take up space and people can be who they are, mm-hmm. uh, whether it is men or women or non, uh, uh gender conforming people, I am just used to a world where that is possible. Uh, I'm not used to a world where where there's oppression, like, I, at least I wasn't raised in that world. Yeah. Um, it's always a thing from a distance. But when you become an adult, and you have friends, and you have co workers, and you have partners, and I have a partner, and you start getting to know yeah, the people, your community, people, yeah. things become close to you. Now, they come close to you, you start experiencing things, sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. Um, and and then you're like what the hell is happening and you're like of course men are trash <laughs> and then people are like do you say that about your father do yeah, you say, say that about your brother and your partner i was like if they are silent and their friend is a rapist yes yeah. you know um and i think maybe that that uh stopped a lot of uh, relationships they for me relationships. maybe yeah. i'm glad it did because why must i why must i teach you if, you're <laughs> um, not if you don't standing, think people must be free
0: and you're not questioning you know yeah so yeah yeah
1: yeah um i think now i'll
0: ask something <laughs> i hope it's not a okay a difficult question. <laughs> i don't think it's difficult okay um so there's pogazi um feminist um where does this position you as a as a healer mm-hmm. and as someone's partner um how does feminism then um how does it play out in yeah. your role as a as a healer and yeah. also as a partner in the in the relationship like mm. how does that play out i've seen it <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i'd like people yeah to know. yeah uh, you mean also because i'm dating i mean i'm heterosexual yes. and i'm dating a heterosexual man yeah.
0: and at that also
1: a cross <laughs> a, <closer heterosexual laughs> a heterosexual man, man. ah yeah. one of the loveliest one of the most loveliest uh, um, for that matter um one as a as a healer and i mean i'm I think I'm very glad that my relationship comes after Anditwasile. Mm-hmm. um in the way in which Uktuasa prepares me. Um, for this type of relationship, for this type of partnership, rather, with someone? How do you, are you in communion or in um, coexistence with someone and all that they come with? Because before, um, I I mean, I wasn't thinking of people in those ways. I'm conscious that we, we come from different, uh, we come from a string of people who exist and have existed before, and those who have not des- existed yet. Yeah. Um, but of course, to be a, a healer is that I live with uh, the now, the past, and the present and the future, um, and and it, it 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 I think it has prepared me to think about partnerships um, and to be able to engage partnerships differently. I think being a feminist how do i navigate being a feminist as a healer um is that ubungoma? you know um generally is a gender neutral um maybe neutral is not the word gender fluid, fluid space yeah. uh, because spirituality is about understanding where you are right now in the world and what makes what has been made possible for you to be where you are right now um and what you should not do is to box yourself uh, particularly because you cannot see who your future self will be and your future self doesn't have to be you as officially it could be your offspring Mm. and stuff like that you don't know how they are going to imagine um as Ojola, you don't know how um them, Bongani them is Bongani your maternal or paternal side. <laughs> um how Okaya them are going to imagine mm-hmm. being Ujola. And so you can't be rigid. You can't make decisions for the future of Ojola. You can make decisions with what you have right now, but you have to be cognizant of what they the decisions they've made before. before. Mm-hmm. You know? um and so is beautiful in that sense african uh feminism is also a feminism that understands the different ways of being african and part and parcel of being african is that you exist in collaboration with abanda i'm glad i'm glad you're
0: mentioning that because there's also um there's also i don't know if i should say a stigma or um mm. whatever yeah that an idea that feminism is individual
1: it's like it's, it's also anti-african uh, yeah, African, in yeah fact.
0: it's individualistic yeah. Uh, yeah. so i it doesn't really like it doesn't really have a place in our context as yeah. africans Ubuntu,
1: um, and our so, beliefs and our traditions yeah. so i'm glad you're mentioning that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, i mean there's a lot of i mean i i know that i'm going to sound very theo- theoretical i'm just like a researcher yeah. guys <laughs> there's a lot of literature written uh there is a, a scholar Nayemeka, who writes about nego feminism a feminism of negotiation Mm is that African feminists are feminists that negotiate powers between genders and so and you must negotiate Mm -hmm. because how else are we going to exist as genders if we don't negotiate all of our existence you know and so and so yes there's a lot of African feminists that that their first position is to say what like what I'm definitely not going to do is to fight with this other person I must coexist with, yeah. you know? So, so yes, it's, it's not individualistic, I think. Um, and so Ubu Kriha has given me that navigation. Yeah. But Ubu Kriha is also about understanding the use and the function of masculine and feminine, feminine. energy, mm-hmm. when it must be applied when it is best applied for what purpose is it best applied um and and all of us have masculine and feminine energy all bodies carry that and so when I'm in my relationship as a feminist I live with a being that also must negotiate their own feminine and masculine energy amongst the energies that he must carry you know so I'm cognizant of the person in front of me and what informs them, mm-hmm. um, and so we negotiate. Um, we negotiate, but it's about intention. Um, um, um. If 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 I'm in a relationship where ah, we just want to spend time together and go to the beach, I don't have to do a lot of yeah. stuff. But if I'm in a relationship where I'm like I'm intentionally agreeing to see you yeah. for the multiple versions of yourself that you know exist and that you've never met before you know I must be able this person must also be able to know how I'm going to react when I'm in an accident or how I'm going to react if I'm fired How I'm going to react if when I'm broke broke, or when I've eaten something and I have an allergic reaction or, or the food makes me ba- feel bad about myself. How am I going to react when I'm depressed? I don't have answers to those things. They're also going to figure it out the same day, I also figure it out to go, re- actually, this is how we react <laughs> uh, when, when this has happened to us and, and they must commit to that. So when you're in a relationship like that, you have to then then what I learned is, is such an integral principle um, that I get to apply even there. And I mean, uh, maybe this sounds romantic, but love is supposed to be romantic. Um, and I intentionally want the good out of love. Um, even on the days when there is conflict, and I'm like, I am right. <laughs> and I fight. <laughs> Um, sometimes I must hope that the other one fights less, or the other one is fighting for reconciliation. Um, the thing about being in, in relationships where you, as individuals, are spiritually aligned, is that you must constantly hope that the person or trust, I must just constantly trust that this person is fighting for the good of the relationship. If they are not, they must say, I don't, I'm not interested in this mission anymore. I'm going to pack my bags and hit the road as Zola tells us. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, 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 um, I don't think I'd want a relationship. That's not like this. I don't think I'd want a relationship that doesn't have this responsibility.
0: And that's not integrating, like you wouldn't want to be in a space that doesn't integrate all parts of who you are. Yeah 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 and i think you integrated very well um i think i've seen you in the multiple roles in yeah. the multiple personality <laughs> but when i say it like that it sounds like a disorder <laughs> <laughs> but i've seen you in those many roles yeah. and i've seen you um balance them out i've seen you as a friend i've seen you as a partner i've seen you as yeah. a healer um i've seen you as a researcher yeah. as as the event coordinator right yes, mm-hmm. yes programs coordinator. programs coordinator as a lecturer and yeah. in all these spaces how you show up so well and so balanced and so Thank integrated you. as well so i understand why there's a lot that <laughs> happens
1: behind this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i understand why the integration is so important yeah. for you and also to be in spaces that are accepting of the integrated whole
1: but um, you know friend what i think is important is not just about i mean you got, you're seeing the balance but what I think is important is for oh I wish this for everyone is that you must search with yourself and say look this is the best version of myself I must give the best version of myself every day I must try to Mm -hmm. and the best doesn't look the same obviously but you only when you die you're not coming back at least not in this body and when you come back spiritually um the people you leave behind. Uh, might be might be rigid Christians are going to say they they are not allowed to worship (laughs) the dead they will ignore you so if I were you I would live your best life now (laughs) because
0: no one else can do it like you (laughs) no
1: one else can do it like you and you must make the best decisions with what you have but you must be cognizant of the implications it has Mm. on the people you leave behind Mm. you know But you must know that when the people you leave behind are like, hey, Tina, we don't want to do, we don't want this journey as part of our lives. You must be content that you did your mission. When are you did your mission? Um, And they must have autonomy to decide, I don't want to be part of this lineage or follow this tradition. Sad for them, but unfortunately, you, you must find what it is that you are or must constantly be looking for what it is that you are what you see as balance is is made up of moments of serious tension. Mm. Uh, You've seen me have moments of tension. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know that. I don't know how to navigate this. And then someone else sees me doing the thing. They don't know what was happening behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. They also don't know that even today, I must still go find the strength to deal with the tension. Mm. So what looks balanced is not always necessarily balanced or it it, or does. it takes a while it takes of effort while. It takes, it takes time yeah you know and it takes saying this is this is the, this is how i get to the other side mm-hmm. um you know in order for you to come from the highway to get to summer strength you must get up or you could take the other strandfontein road which means you're going to pass by Forest Hill and there could be a funeral coming. It's going to block the road. And you won't see the view of the ocean. And you won't so see awesome. the view. So if you want to see the view of the ocean, there's a lot of traffic, there's a lot of people walking around, mm. but but it's it, what are you willing to do to get to yeah, get you what you want, want, want out of out of life, mm. you know? And so even with um, being a healer, uh, being a researcher, um, being a child in my family, um, you know, my siblings and I are trying to be adults and siblings at the same time, <laughs> you know, because we don't have parents, our parents have left us, they're in another world. But also being a partner is like, what? what is the thing I'm trying to get out of here? and What am I willing, what's the work I'm willing to do to get the best version of us mm-hmm. to the best place we must get to? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear other people say it looks balanced, but damn gas shoo
0: <laughs> no it looks balanced yeah. i know what happens behind i know yeah. the walks yeah the dogs the dogs the, the, the crying i need yeah. to
1: get to the ocean <laughs>
0: yeah um so friend thank you so much for leaning in with me mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you so much for sharing. I think um it's so beneficial, and I think I I enjoyed it so much. Um, first time hearing that you started an, a, an organization in in primary yeah. school. Yeah. Because <laughs> I did the same thing. So I'm like, no wonder I, we get along. We're out here at 10 thinking trying
1: to change the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad that we're still on the same mission even mm. now. Um. So I'd like to hear what would you say to the younger girls that are list that would listen to this and just in general not just the girls but like to the younger people yeah out there listening and yeah what is your advice to them that Mm. would be short so we don't have a very long
1: episode no worries so uh, i mean look guys thanks for listening this far keep on listening to the podcast and lean in (laughs) (laughs) what I would say is and I and I know that su- people who are successful in industry say this all the time listen learn to listen more mm-hmm. right I want to ask you to listen more to yourself yeah it took me maybe uh, to be 25 26 to start finding myself mm-hmm. and I mean I have a partner who found themselves much earlier. and i think there's such a privilege in that but i mean you're always finding yourself to be fair Mm -hmm. um you also found yourself much earlier you know like when you 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 tell me stories about high school and your hair politics Mm -hmm. and stuff like that i'm like i would have never made those decisions (laughs) like why are people making these decisions um but i i wish for people to spend a lot of time by themselves Listening to themselves, mm-hmm. listening to the no, listening to the doubt, listening to the fear, listening to I'm scared, mm-hmm. and the every time you're like I'm scared, go for it, and and also tap
0: into that fear. Yeah. where does it come from?
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Question that fear. Yeah. Where, where is it coming from? What is happening? What is informing the yeah. fear? And so you can counter act.
1: Like, yeah, also because often fear is very external. Yeah you know, um, but, but for the, the things that are scary are the ones you must actually go for. Those are the ones you must go for. Absolutely. Um, I wish that for, for, for everyone. I wish that for my nephews, um, you know, um, because I, I live mostly with my nephews. I wish that for them as young uh, boys and men, emerging men in the world, um, but to also be like i'm a good person and i'm committed to making sure I'm a good person every day i say this and i don't know if i sound arrogant when i say this to people um i don't know we, we yeah and i'm like, <laughs> I say it guys i am not shy to be like naspa i know I'm a good person <laughs> like you know so it doesn't mean you'll always see that when you see me when you encounter me but i know that ideally mean i'm a good person there are people you meet you're like yo hi <laughs> you know when you're like <laughs> there are those people you're like what the hell is going on there you know those things can be fixed there's always room to come to god unless you're taratake. you can't you can't be a healer after that
0: but yeah yeah um i'm taking it for myself as well mm. so anything that i feel scared of doing like was podcast yeah i'll do (laughs) i'll definitely step into it um all right thank you so much guys you have an hour of greatness um and you're not good friend you are great thank you um and (laughs) you deserve great things you know i say this all the time um i'm so grateful for everyone that's listening and i'm glad that you guys are listening to these conversations and you can definitely just um comment and tell us if there's other conversations that you'd like to hear and if you'd like to hear spazi more often because she is the friend of the podcast (laughs) she'll be here (laughs) (laughs) Um, so thank you so much for leaning in so goodbye bye